how good can you stand it? What if you fly? And oftentimes it's the, the thoughts and beliefs that either elevate our life or cripple us. And so for anyone that does want to do something and lean into entrepreneurship and, and they're a little bit scared and they're thinking about what if it all goes wrong, I would encourage you to spend less energy on those thoughts and quadruple down on how good can you stand it? What if it goes right? I'm Amy Porterfield, ex-corporate girl turned CEO of a multi-seven-figure business. But it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, the budget, and the time to focus on growing my small but mighty business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today. One that changes lives and gives me more freedom than I ever thought possible. One that used to only exist as a daydream. I created the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step -step strategies to help you do the same. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and a life you love, you're in the right place, friend. Let's get started. My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Welcome to another episode of Online Marketing Made Easy. I'm excited to bring you today's episode and guest because it's the perfect little boost that you might need in your life right now. We're talking about reinvention today. What I mean by that is it's never too late to reinvent yourself and your career to create the life you've been longing for. It's never too late to pivot. It's never too late to do what you love. My amazing guest, Craig Siegel, is joining me to dive deeper into this topic. In fact, he wrote an entire book on this topic. It's called The Reinvention Formula. So I think he'll be well-equipped to give us some great advice and inspiration. Now, before Craig became an entrepreneur, he spent 13 years on Wall Street in a very lucrative job, but he was not fulfilled at all. So in the summer of 2020, and you know what was happening in the summer of 2020, right? He took the big leap and went all in on the business he has today. Now, the reason why I wanted Craig on the show is because just three years ago, this man made a major pivot in his life and in his business. Just three years ago, did he decide he didn't want to be doing what he was doing and he completely changed direction. And today, 
He's got this thriving podcast. He has a Wall Street Journal top charts book, and he has an incredibly fulfilling career. My friend, do you know how fast three years could go by for you? Do you know if you started today, what your life, business, your new experiences could look like for you? You don't even know. You could blow your own mind. But what many of us do is stand on the sidelines far too long. Fear of being judged. What will people think? I need more time. I need more experience. I'm not ready. I'm not worthy. I'm not capable. All these beliefs in our head keep us playing small. And Craig's going to come on the show today, and he's going to give you that boost of inspiration that you need in order to make the pivot or reinvent yourself or do that thing you've been thinking about and talking about for far too long. I really do believe this is the episode you need to hear today. I won't make you wait any longer. Let's bring on my friend, Craig Siegel. Hey there, Craig. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Amy, thank you so much for having me. Every time we get together, it's magic. There's literally no place in the world I'd rather be than with you right now. Let's have some fun. Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. I love it. We always do have a good time together. So for my listeners who may be new to you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah. So love that question as an entrepreneur, right? What do you do? My mom still asks me that every single day. Amen. Same. <laughs> so we're a speaker, a coach, podcast host, best-selling author now. Yes. But I think Heck yeah. Yeah. What a journey. Fiance, dog dad, and everything in between. I think my story started for real about three years ago when I totally reinvented myself in the pandemic. It's interesting because prior to that, I had spent 13 years on Wall Street and I was making money, which at that season of life, I determined to be success. And I want to be very responsible for the listeners. Making money is absolutely a part of success, but not the whole thing. And I know you can relate to this too. Wall Street just stopped becoming fun. The unpredictability and the stress started to weigh, outweigh the good, so to speak. And so a few years back, I found myself in a dark season. I had just got out of a toxic relationship, which is never fun. My best friend, my dad, had just gotten diagnosed with cancer. He's still battling. And even though I had my own business and very grateful for that, wasn't exactly putting a dent in the universe. And I started drinking a little bit more than I'd like to admit. I think I was just trying to escape my reality at that time, but I didn't stay there long. All of a sudden, I started running. And the reason why this was so pivotal is because I had never been a runner. I like to lift weights and work out, so to speak. But you couldn't pay me to run a few years back. And now I'm literally paying to run marathons. And this season was so pivotal for a few reasons. Number one, it gave me purpose when I was desperately looking for something outside of my business. And number two, it showed me that I could do hard things. And probably most importantly, it showcased that I could be successful in something that I didn't necessarily have experience in. And so I started running all these marathons, but I was still at my business. And then fast forward the pandemic. I mean, talk about a global awakening. But for me personally, I looked at this as an historic opportunity to just reassess. If not now, then when? And I made myself available. And for the first time in my life, I really got quiet and I blocked out the noise and the interference. I chose to not participate in binge watching Tiger King on Netflix and drinking a bottle of wine a day. Well, you no might judgment. have missed out a little, Craig. You might have missed out a little, <laughs> but still, probably you're the smarter one. <laughs> It'll be there when I want to come back if and when. And, and I just asked myself, like, what do I love? Why am I here? What is my assignment? What would I want to do, Amy, if I could wake up tomorrow and not have to worry about anything? And it came to me very quickly. I had been obsessed with personal development for 15 years, studying all of it 
Kabbalah, emotional intelligence, neuro linguistic programming, law of attraction, historic figures, everything. And then I'm like, all right, well, what am I good at? Everybody's good at something. And humbly, I could communicate pretty effectively. Literally, the next day in a run, it started to come to me, my CLS brand. I came home and I started to put together a vision. And for the listeners, the big difference between a dream and a vision. I think everybody has dreams, but sadly, most people don't really attack them. A vision is a little bit more intentional, a little bit more specific. So I created like a 10-lane highway with each lane representing a different part of the eventual business, speaking, coaching, book deal, podcast, community, and everything in between. And then I reverse engineered and I said, all right, well, what's step one? I said, well, should probably start building a personal brand. This time I had no followers, no celebrity friends, no connections or anything. And then I had that voice. Can you really do this? It's a saturated space. And then I consider what I like to call the cost of inaction or the COI. And for me, choosing to go back and be miserable, I began to associate with death. I made it very real for myself. And so all of a sudden, the fear of stepping into the unknown transformed into enthusiasm. And I leaned in. And for the first time in my life, I was in alignment. And I say very humbly, over the last three years, the brands exploded. One of the top entrepreneurial podcasts in the space, a lot of our mutual friends have been on it. The book deal, Wall Street Journal bestseller, coaching, speaking all over the world. And it wasn't just the career reinvention, got engaged, a brand new puppy, all the things, sold the business on Wall Street. This is it for me in some capacity for the rest of my life and we're just getting warmed up. I know that was a little bit of a long-winded answer, but I wanted to give your audience a little bit of context as to how we got here. So when people come to you and they want you to help them, what are you helping them do? Yeah, mostly mindset, I would say. Ironically enough, it's interesting because we've had so much success, I say very humbly, on building the personal brand from nothing. A lot of people come to me now to help them with that and I'm totally here for it because we yeah. did something right and I want to give that back. But my favorite thing to talk about is mindset. Yeah. And, I, and I'd love to challenge you on your own show if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. So many people have these big ideas. They want to do something else. And, and when I start my speaking engagements, I usually say, who here believes they're here for something more than they're currently settling for? Amy, literally everybody raises their hand. That's right. good because they're aware of it. But most people don't actually lean into that. And so I want to help them lean into that. And I'm curious, I wanted to ask you, I'm generally curious, why do you think most people don't take that shot and step into what they're really here for? Ooh, I mean, of course, fear comes up for everyone. But like, if I'm being more specific, what I've noticed with many of my students and what I felt along my journey of 14 years of building this business is I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I look around, this is what I did in my early days and I know this is what my students do. They look around on social media and everyone seems to be doing something bigger, better, and way more ahead of where I was at the time or where my students are now. And so I think it's a very dangerous game to play to think that you need to measure up to everyone you see online because it's not even the truth, but it's that feeling of not enough. Do you tend to see that with your students and your clients? Yes, I do. And to be honest, you had a feeling you were going to say that. And that's why I asked you. I'm so happy you did. And for everybody listening right now, first and foremost, don't compare your chapter one or two to someone else's chapter 20. Right. But, and I talk about this in, in the book because I know that comparison syndrome is a real thing, mm -hmm. especially with social media and so forth. And so I kind of threw a paradigm shift on that. And my thought process is this. If you don't clap when you see others winning, you're missing the point. And here's why. All they're really doing is showcasing what's possible, yes. right? It's showcasing that there's a market for it. 
And, and also, side note, disclaimer, most of the stuff you see on social media is usually someone's highlight reel and, and the best of the best and probably not a reality. But let's just say for, for a second that it is real. They're showcasing what's possible if you're willing to lean in and do the work. And as I always like to say, there's always room for the best. And so saturation or, or a crowded place or seeing other people win, it just showcases what's possible if you're willing to do the work. Absolutely. Now, a lot of people that are listening right now, they have a dream of becoming entrepreneurs and taking control of their futures. A lot of people listening have become entrepreneurs, but I have a big handful of people that want to leave behind that nine to five job. But we all know, and I've talked about this a lot on the show, there's a lot of comfort and a lot of security that comes with the nine to five job. So what advice do you have for listeners who want to break out of that comfort zone? They want to pursue their dreams, but again, they feel like they're not worthy or they're too scared. Or what if I crash and burn? What if this doesn't work out? What advice do you have for them? I think that the riskiest thing we can ever do in life, Amy, is to play it safe. Oh, amen. And we're not going to be here forever. And one of the chapters in my book is about a movie that I'm really fond of and wondering if you saw it. It's called The Greatest Showman. Yes. Love that movie so much. And it's a true story about P.T. Barnum, played by Hugh Jackman, who basically starts the circus. And he was very inspirational for me. And one thing that he talks about how good is the enemy of great, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're comfortable, that's almost like a death sentence, so to speak, because you're not able to grow when you're comfortable. You make the biggest strides in life and you really grow on the backside of pain or, or when you're stretching yourself or when you're being tested. And so... The last thing that you said there was a lot of people think about what if it goes wrong or what if I look silly, but what if it goes right, yeah. right? How good can you stand it? What if you fly? And oftentimes it's the, the thoughts and beliefs that either elevate our life or cripple us. And so for anyone that does want to do something and lean into entrepreneurship and, and they're a little bit scared and they're thinking about what if it all goes wrong, I would encourage you to spend less energy on those thoughts and quadruple down on how good can you stand it? What if it goes right? A really great book for that. Have you read The Big Leap? No, but it sounds That's, great. Oh, you might like that, Craig. The Big Leap is an amazing book where it's basically how good can it get and how good can you stand it? That's so true. Yeah. Like sometimes it gets so good that people self-sabotage because they're so afraid of, oh my gosh, this is getting too big, too good. What am I going to do? Yes. And so it's a, it's a great book. I highly recommend it. Your book first, of course, but then that book, because I think it really speaks to that. What's it called? The Big Leap? I'm going to write it down. The Big Leap. Yep. And Sounds it's great. Super fast read. Totally worth it. Cool. Okay. So I think there's a misconception that we have to have all the answers or all the details planned out prior to starting anything new. I think that's why a lot of people don't leave their nine to five job because they think they have to have all their ducks in, the, in a row which never is the case. I think for you and I both, we didn't have all the answers, but you did say, you know, you started running during the pandemic, you started getting these ideas and you started to put together a plan. Do you think you have to have a fully fleshed out plan before you get started? What does yours look like? What would you say to that? No, I don't. And in fact, a beautiful and brilliant person once said on the Sales Experience podcast, you got to get in the game. And that person was you. And I'll never forget. <laughs> like, That's so smart. And I'll never forget it. And it was brilliant. And it's so true. And and look, one of the things that I talk about often is that clarity follows action. In other words, you got to get in the damn arena, right? You have to get your hands dirty. You have to be willing to try new things. 
And ultimately, if it's not the thing, it'll most likely be the thing that leads to the thing, but you'll never know. But that being said, I would encourage you to try to get clarity, right? And, and one tangible strategy, I believe this is a six or seven figure strategy, if you apply it, that you could take right now, if you're looking to do something else, but you're not sure what that is, yeah. first and foremost, I would make two lists, one list on all the things that you absolutely love. Like, what would you want to do? I don't care what it is, reviewing movies, doing blogs, whatever the case may be, make a list. So for me, it was personal development. And then a second list of all your skill sets, all the things that you happen to be good at. And everybody listening, you're good at at least a couple things. And somewhere in between those two lists of the things that you love and the things that you're good at, there's going to be some data to collect and there's going to be some commonalities. And that'll at least get you started. All that being said, if you're not 100% certain, I would still try new things because that's how you collect data. That's how you learn. Maybe you'll learn what you don't like, but you should never wait for the perfect time. In fact, everybody these days likes to talk about what you need to add to be more successful. And I challenge that on what do you actually need to subtract? Ooh, that's and good. I, I would, yeah, I would encourage people to let go of waiting for the perfect time and, and let go of needing to have all your ducks in a row. If you have some good ideas, it's time to get in the damn arena. And usually that's when you hear an idea or you meet someone in the elevator, or you go to an event and a nugget sticks out to you, but you'll never know unless as you say, you get in the game. Yeah, so true. I love that idea of what do you need to subtract in order to get to where you want to go? That's right. nothing, we really never have talked about that on the show before, but even things like, you know, you joked that you didn't watch the, the Tiger King, but you know, subtracting all the TV watching, or for me, I had to literally take TikTok off my phone. It was the biggest waste of my time. But Hobie, my husband's like, I think you're addicted to looking at TikToks and I don't even make them anymore. And so it's just knowing what is getting your attention that's not serving you. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great question. What's getting your attention that is not serving you? And by serving you, I mean, what do you want? And how are you going to get there and what's stepping in the way and some little things like how we spend our time during the day could absolutely be getting in the way 100 percent. and i had a client a one-on-one -on -one client that i was working with very intimately and we were talking about trying to get them to step into their power and what they're really here for and, and so forth and one of the things i encourage them to let go of was their netflix subscription and like well craig I'm, you know that's only going to save me like 20 bucks a month i was like is it or is it going to save you two hours a day yeah. that you can now allocate to working on your side hustle and figuring out what you want to do and build that so you can leave the nine to five that doesn't fill your soul? So I, I definitely I think that. There's, yeah, there's yeah. definitely such thing as addition by subtraction. Yeah, so true. Okay, so how about this? Could you elaborate on the importance of having a support system? We all know we need a support system. We need people around us to cheer us on and keep us moving forward, but. Did you have to create a new support system when you decided to make this big transition? And, and how important it is that you think to people's success? I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I wanna talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. 
In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you wanna make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. Yes. So it's no secret that I imagine there's a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to your show, but also other people as well. It's no secret, it's been very well documented, entrepreneurship can be a bit isolating and lonely. And the truth of the matter is, is when I reinvented myself, I'm like, I have like a whole new identity. Like I don't have much in common with the Craig prior to three years ago. And as a result, I don't have much in common with the people from my life at that time. And, and I wanna be very responsible here. I don't think that I'm better or they're wrong or anything like that. I'm just spreading my wings and growing so rapidly. And so I wanna be around people that have a common future as me, not so much a common past. It's just by choice. And so when I reinvented myself and stepped into this, I didn't have that many people that were very growth oriented or like doing big things, entrepreneurship in my life at that time. So I had to go out and seek it and form and create new communities and so forth. And, and now most of my really good friends like you, like in this space are people that I just have so much in common with. And I can't talk about this stuff enough. Like these are my dinner conversations. Like I love, sometimes my fiance will be like, all right, Craig, can we shut it down? And she'll want to turn on something that's like a little bit mindless on TV, like her favorite show with The Office. I'm like, okay. But I just love to talk about this stuff. And so the power of social media. And also when I started this, I had less than 300 Instagram followers and nothing going on. But social media and marketing is, is such a beautiful platform if you have the right relationship with it. And so now most of my friends are people that I've met in this space through social media, through going to events. And that's my tribe now. Yes. I want everyone to hear that 
This is available to you. You can find new friends. You can find a new network. You can find a new support system if the one you have is not supporting you. A lot of my students, I, I work with a lot of women and their spouses do not necessarily support them creating businesses. I hear that. And they just kind of want it to stay a hobby or not distract from their family. And I always tell them, it's not because they don't love you or support you in general. They're afraid that you're going to become someone different than they fell in love with and that you might not want to be engaged in the family as you are now. And this has come up so much. So it doesn't mean you're going to leave your husband and go find someone else. It means that you're also going to add to your support system to find the people that you need to support you in different areas. So you might not have it now, but it's out there. And I think you're a great proof that it is. Yeah, I love that you said that. that's a really deep topic. It is. And people often ask me about that, like in regards to boundaries and stuff like that. And look, just like when you were a kid, like, and your parents would like pay for you to be on a soccer team or go to camp, right? That was like getting in, involved with new people, new communities, and so forth. So if you're leaning into this, you should. It's not really like should you. It, it's imperative that you find your people, people that can relate to you, and this way you don't feel lonely and then you still have your family and stuff like that, but you also have that support system, people that kind of get you with the career stuff. And then also, I feel like we should say this, like in regards to your partner and so forth, definitely don't divorce anybody tonight, but yeah. it's helpful to really communicate and, and connect with your partner and let them know like, this is what you're looking to do and you really want to grow and evolve and hopefully they're on the same page with you. Yes, for sure. I think speaking your mind from your heart is incredibly important. Whether they accept it or not, the fact that you did that is a really big step. So anyone that needs a little nudge, Craig and I are nudging you to have those hard conversations. Okay, so at the center of your work is the philosophy of reinvention. The definition of reinvention is the action or process through which something is changed so much that it appears to be entirely new. So what does the process of reinvention entail? And does it involve a series of gradual adjustments over time that eventually culminate in a significant transformation? Or is it like sparked by a solitary action, like switching a job, and that initiates this big change? It, it's so awesome that you brought this up. And we have our first TED Talk next month. And so I haven't publicly announced this yet, but the content that I'm going to speak about that is actually reinventing nice. reinvention. And how Whoa. people are, yeah, and how people are taught to think about reinvention. I want to be very clear for your listeners and for your audience. When I think about the term reinvention, I don't think you're starting over, right? You're taking all the life experience and the lessons, and you're allocating that to to the thing that you've been denying. What is that one thing that you've been putting off? That thing that you always wanted to do. For me, I, I always knew I was here for something much more than Wall Street and stuff like that. I wouldn't have changed a thing on my journey, but it had to do with, with something about communicating effectively. And I was obsessed with personal development and the writing was kind of on the wall, but I was never able to really put it together. I wasn't available until the pandemic and so forth, but that was the one thing that I was denying. And then I wasn't starting over with 275 Instagram followers and no social media presence and being an introvert because I took the skill sets that made me successful in other areas. And I think that's a really good nugget for everybody listening today. Like wherever you were successful in your past, it wasn't the thing that made you successful. It was you. And those characteristics are transferable, whether it's running or Wall Street or personal development, whatever it is. And so you're not starting from scratch. You're taking those and allocating into the one thing that you've been denying to do. 
And that's how I view reinvention, at least right now in this season. Oh, I love that. And I know a lot of people listening, they do want to reinvent themselves. I talk to my students all the time about this and they want to show up as a different person. They want to be doing something different in life and they want a different future for themselves. So this idea is so important. And I'm just curious, do you think that there are some non-negotiables that someone must have figured out before they embark on a reinvention journey and change their life? Yeah, I think that if you're going to do something like we're talking about right now, you should probably negotiate the price in advance. It's not going to be easy, but I but I guarantee you, and I do not use that word lightly, it'll be worth it, right? And, and like so many people are scared to try something new, but what's the alternative? If you're not happy right now, like you're already in your worst case scenario and success is not just dominating one area. So even if you're making money at your job, but you don't like it, or on Mondays, you can't wait for the weekend, like that was me for a very long time. I don't think that that's successful. You want to have peace and enthusiasm in life and you want to lean into that. And so I encourage everybody to go for that and, and never stop seeking, never stop trying to find out what that is. And it is available. And I oftentimes say, why not you to people? And they often, they can't give me a good answer because they realize they are capable. It's the limiting beliefs in our head. It's the stories we've been telling ourselves that aren't real. We cultivate it over time. And once we become aware of that, we can release them and we can replace them with more empowering and encouraging ones. And then we can lean into stuff and obviously be resourceful, be creative, understand that it's not going to go up in a straight line, but whenever you get knocked down, you learn a lesson. And there's a big difference between failing and being a failure, right? If you're failing, you're trying. That's part of the process. If you're a failure, that's finite. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yes. To that. <laughs> I love you. Yes. So good. Now tell me this. Do you think that there are specific practices or techniques that can help entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs better understand their passions and strengths that will give them more clarity in the direction that they want to reinvent themselves? Like how do they get a better understanding of their passions and strengths? Yeah. So I would go back to that tangible list that we created a little bit earlier, like literally like, let's write down what are some things that you're good at? And there's going to be some things, even people that think, oh, you know, I'm stuck at this nine to five because I'm not really good at anything else. Yeah. Let's break it down. Like what else have you done? What else have you been successful at? It doesn't even have to be a job somewhere along the lines. Those things that you were good at will be useful. And then in regards to your passions, like I hear people often say, well, Craig, you know, it's easy for you. You figured it out. Or Amy, like you figured out what you wanted to do. It wasn't so easy. It took me time. I actually had to get quiet. Now, granted, the pandemic was kind of like a forced pivot because I shut down my office and the world stood still for a little bit. But I remember thinking once I finally considered like, wow, there's actually another choice. I could choose a different story. I don't have to be stuck like this making a certain amount of money, always stressed out at this job, whatever the case may be. And so I started to really connect and block out all the nonsense and just practice awareness. And I think that mindfulness is the portal to expansion. So whether you meditate or you run or whatever it is that you do, I would highly encourage the audience and the listeners to have some sort of practice where you have the ability to get quiet and connect and block out all the interference and I didn't make this up. Somebody said it might've been Wayne Dyer, forget who, but we don't create limitations. We create abundance or actually it's the other way around. 
we're meant to be abundant. We create limitations. Yes. Right. And and so it's already out there for us. We don't have to make it up. The market already exists. We have to call it in. And the best way to do that is to block out all the negativity and so forth and really connect. And so make those lists and find a way to get client and really connect. Yes. I love that. I always say that, you know, I teach people how to create digital courses. I wouldn't necessarily that say that's my passion in life. I had a desire to be my own boss. I wanted to make my own money, make my own hours, work where I wanted. I wanted all that freedom. And one of the paths to get there that I saw was, well, I'm good at teaching online and I really like to help people build businesses. And I did some of that at Tony Robbins. And so this would make sense. And then it skyrocketed into what it is today. It didn't start here. So my point being is that you don't have to choose something that is your ultimate passion in life. I think a lot of people aren't getting started with their reinvention because they're waiting to figure out what their passion in life is. I think that we could be a little bit easier on ourselves and start to take some actions that will give us more clarity, like you mentioned, and you'll eventually get there. But I didn't start out saying digital courses are my passion. I know exactly what I want to do in life. Yeah, but you were very intentional. You wanted to be your own boss. Maybe yeah. you want to have a little bit more freedom, right? And you've achieved that. And then also, like, it's true. Not everybody is going to do exactly what 100% they love. Obviously, find the love in what you do. But then maybe you, you create some other time for for doing those passions, yes. hobbies, and so forth. Like, I'm, I'm not 100% sure what yours are. But, like, for me, like, even though I love CLS and all this stuff, I also run because that's my other thing where, where I have a lot of joy in it. So yeah. definitely, if it's not the thing that you do for career, find something else. But also, again, be intentional as to why you're stepping in something different. For you, it might have been freedom and being your own boss, and obviously, you're really good at it too, and that doesn't hurt. Yeah, so definitely. Getting clear on what you want, I think, is a huge first step. Okay, in your book, you talk about this concept of the second thought. So can you explain what this means and how it plays a role in reshaping one's behaviors and beliefs? Yeah. So backed by science, the truth of the matter is, is most of us get a ton of negative thoughts throughout the course of the day. Everybody. Actually, nobody's exempt from that. But the greats, like a lot of the, the common denominators of the very successful people in all arenas of life that I've interviewed on the podcast and so forth, they all have a system in place, right? And so I like to say that thoughts are random, thinking is not. So if you get a negative thought, let's just say in the morning, like yeah. the old Craig, for example, if I didn't have a system for that, I'd be negged out all day. It's like, it goes back to like, oh, you stub your toe out of bed. Now all of a sudden you're late to work and it just spirals, right? But if you have a negative thought, now all of a sudden, thank goodness, it's feedback from the universe, whoever. My thoughts must be out of whack because I'm in a funk or I'm not my best self or I'm in a lowered frequency, if you will. So now we have the ability to choose a second thought, right? One that's much more enriching, that helps us look at the world with more opportunities as opposed to limitations. So I think thoughts and beliefs shape most people's lives. Like you're not going to really get out more than you believe you're worth. And if you're able to be strategic in the thoughts that you allow to take up real estate inside your mindset, you can be intentional and transform from reactive to proactive and make them work for you as opposed to against you. And just to be clear, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have a moment where you have a negative thought, whatever the case may be. But the key word there is it's a moment. It's no longer turning into a bad week or, or a bad day. Now it's just a moment. And then we can choose a different, more empowering thought. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. I want to drill down on this a little bit more. So 
Give me like three basic things beyond that that someone can incorporate into their life today that will help them boost their self-worth and overcome some of these limiting beliefs. Yeah, so first and foremost, just a simple awareness, Amy, that any limiting beliefs that we have, we just have to be aware that we weren't born with them, right? Yes. So, so somewhere along the lines, we cultivated them. That could be from our parents or the news or social media or wherever. Now that we know that, we can choose a different story or narrative, or as I like to call it, a different movie, right? We could choose something else. We have a choice. And then also, like, just understand, you control the course of your day by controlling the frequency and the vibration that you're projecting. Because essentially, life is like a, a giant mirror. Like, you don't get in life what you, what you want, necessarily. You get what you are right? The vibrational state you're able to get to and then sustain. That's how you become a match for abundance and so forth. And, and to stay in a higher frequency, you have to be able to remove all these limiting beliefs that plague most of us and hold most of us back. And the simple fact is literally reaffirming to yourself that if you're feeling some type of way, that's my opponent. That's not real. I'm going to go in and choose something else. And then also something that I think is very overlooked and you know a lot of people talk about it but the power of affirmations right and declarations like constantly reinforcing to yourself positive stuff and even before i started cls i was so big into personal development like i'll have affirmations literally all over my new york city apartment everywhere you look the bathroom the kitchen there's something positive that's just being reinforced and reinforced i'd rather choose that than, than the typical negativity so you want to be you want to play offense in your life and, and also like i'll be honest with you i don't watch a ton of the news and for me it's just like i my personal opinion is when you turn on the news it's typically negative now just to be clear like i have an idea of what's going on like i could hold the conversation with somebody but i just i want to stay in this little bubble of serenity because everything's always peachy and and again I, i'm realistic like certain things are not i have my days my moments and stuff like that but I'm going to choose positivity. I'm going to choose the lessons. I'm going to choose the reframe. There's always a reframe involved. And so when you have these weapons in your arsenal, you can never get dejected for too long because now you can play offense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense for sure. And I was thinking when you were saying that, I love, I love the very tangible things that they can do and be reminded every day that you can choose a different thought, which is so important. But the thing is, as glorious as the life of an entrepreneur can be and, and can look from the outside, the truth is this career path that we've chosen is no small task and it demands extensive time commitments and unyielding dedication. So what does it mean to achieve genuine freedom and fulfillment as an entrepreneur? And how might that look a little different for all of us? I love that you just asked this because it's very relevant to a conversation I had over the weekend. And there's a, there's a chapter in the book called, at least in my two cents, the truth about entrepreneurship. And it's so true. And, you know, so many people come to me for coaching and they're like, Craig, I want to do what you're doing. Can you please coach me? I'll pay you. I'm like, okay, but do you want to do what I did? Right. And, and what I did, like specifically, I still consider myself in the beginning, like that season of grind. It's that mentality that we've never arrived. But in the beginning of the pandemic, while most people were doing a lot of nothing or watching Netflix or whatever it is that they were doing, I started to build my brand. I remember very specifically, 
sometimes I would stay up till two, three in the morning responding to every single person that was gracious enough to leave a comment on one of my pieces of content, right? It, it wasn't even going the extra mile. This was the empty mile. And you know what the good thing about the empty mile is? It's never crowded. Nobody yeah. wants to put in that work. And so look, entrepreneurship, let's talk about the good, freedom, being your own boss. There's no ceiling on the wealth that you can create, awesome relationships and stuff like that. That's all 100% available. But what is it going to take to get there? Sleepless nights, ton of stress, ups and downs, no guarantees, sacrificing certain relationships, lack of sleep, everything in between. For me, I wouldn't change it for the world because that's a part of the journey. It's the problem solving. And the last thing I'll say about that is I saw a neighbor the other day and we're talking about how can't believe the summer's over. It's already September and so forth. And he kept, he was going to the beach a lot. And I was like, wow, I didn't even take a, a beach day at all. But we did launch a book and hit Wall Street Journal bestseller and we're building the brand and, and all that stuff. He's like, you really need to, to go have some fun. And I, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, to me, this is fun. I love this stuff. Like you can't put a price on this, on building and figuring things out. And also like in, in 15 years, like what am I really going to remember? That I went to the beach or that I worked my butt off and, and launched a best-selling book and hopefully that'll impact millions of lives and be a legacy play for my kids and kids and so forth. And so I guess it determines like what people consider to be fun and, and all that stuff. But entrepreneurship has all the perks, all the rewards. Is it worth it to you? Only you can decide, but please negotiate the price in advance. There's a ton of sacrifice included. Ton of sacrifice. I will agree with that. So speaking of this beautiful book that you've written, tell us about it, tell people where they can grab it and just give us some details. Yeah. So I haven't done everything right my whole life, not even close. But over the last three years, I've done a lot right. And one thing that I think can't be denied is I pivoted or reinvented myself very successfully into a whole new arena that I had no experience in. And one of the reasons why I'm so passionate and I have so much excitement and pride about this book is because I don't believe it's niche. I believe this book can impact anybody in any walk of life that wants to gain clarity, think bigger, remove limitations, build a brand, talk about entrepreneurship, fall in love with yourself, self-love, and, and all, everything in between. Anybody that wants to play a little bit bigger knows that they're here for more. So I think it's for everybody in some capacity. Even if you're doing well in life, how can you do a little bit better? Where can else can you have success in different areas? And so. I'm super pumped about it. I'm super passionate in regards to where you can find it, essentially anywhere you buy books, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Target, everywhere. And we actually have the Audible coming out tomorrow, depending on when oh, this Oh, nice. So by the time this lands, the yeah. reinvention formula will be on Audible as well. And I remember when you did the Audible, very demanding process, right? Right? It's intense. It's so fun, but it is intense. But yeah. you have such a great voice that it's, it's, I'm so glad that you're reading it. So that's for me, for me, that was very important. Yeah, for sure. Craig, congratulations on your best selling book. And thank you so much for taking us down this journey. It's really exciting to see where you started, where you're at, and I can't even wait to see what happens in the future. So thank you so much for being a dear friend and coming on the show. Amy, so much love and respect for you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Take care. So there you go. How is that for a little boost? I hope you know that you are not alone in your feelings. Trust me, I have been there. I know the doubts. I know the fears. I know how hard it is to go after what you want. But like Craig said, life is too short. 
If I took one nugget away from this episode, like my biggest takeaway, I love to share my biggest takeaways with you because I want you to share them with me as well. So like go over to Instagram, DM me. I'm just at Amy Porterfield. Let me know your biggest takeaway, but here's mine. I loved what he said at the very end about the empty mile. So he talks about going the extra mile and all of us can go the extra mile, but that empty mile is like the stuff that most people won't do. Like the first example that came to my head when I thought about an empty mile is that Gary Vaynerchuk, I don't know if he still does this today. I'm going to guess he does. But back in the day when he was growing his brand and growing his business, he responded to every single person on Twitter. I remember him saying that everyone who, who at tagged him or whatever, everyone who reached out to him, he responded to everybody. And I think he even said that in his Instagram DMs, he was responding to everyone. That is so wild to me. That's an empty mile right there. 0.0001% of people will actually do that. I don't do that. I can't. I always tell myself there's not enough hours in a day to respond back to everyone. But there's always a way, right? We'll always, if we want something bad enough and we think it's important enough and we feel it's going to make an impact, we will find a way. And that's what Gary did. So I don't know. Something about that empty mile was very, very intriguing to me. All right, my friends. So I hope you loved this episode. Go grab Craig's book. You will not be disappointed. And again, share with me what you took away from this episode at Amy Porterfield on Instagram. Just send me a DM. All right. I love you to the moon and back. I'll see you next week for more entrepreneurial goodness. Same time, same place. Bye for now.